Good evening, everyone, and welcome to. <coughs> okay, how appropriate, huh? <coughs> Tonight's broadcast, live broadcast of the Road to Recovery here from the offices of Daniel and Associates Real Estate in West Chicago, Illinois. Yep, I'm alive. I am alive. Thank heavens. And uh, I'm going to play our song. Because it really is an important song that I want you guys to hear and to think about, okay? And what it basically says is that, and it's done, it's spoken, it's, I'm playing it to remind you that you are not alone. I'm not alone, you're not alone. If you are alone, it's only because you choose to be, okay? So tonight is March 15th of 2020. We are faced with the coronavirus that is really shaping, reshaping our lives, okay? And I just want you to remember, we're going to talk about this. It's a live show, so get ready to call in if you have any questions, concerns, you want to express fears or doubts or, or whatever, as it relates to your addictions or anything for that matter. You know what? Because a lot of our fears inspire or or, or are a cause for us to want to drink or drug or do our addictions, and now is a good time to, to stop them, you know, to say stop. This is, I, I want to stop this at a time. And you can. You can do it one day at a time, one step at a time. So sit back, listen to Mia Keen sing You Are Not Alone. We will be back in about two minutes after her show, uh, four minutes, a four-minute uh, song. And we will pick up the show, and you are welcome to call in. Area code 323 580 Five seven five five. I know our topic is on resentments, and we can talk about resentments as well. But you know what? This coronavirus is taking the uh, spotlight, and you know any of you that are living with fears or concerns that you you don't know what to do, you know, feel free to call in too and and express them. We don't want you sitting at home with them. Okay, so sit back, listen to the song. I'll be back in about four minutes here on the Road to Recovery. Oh, 
Now, why did I think that if I pop that in my mouth, I could still talk? I apologize. Hold on for a moment. I probably shouldn't even be eating candy, but I am. One moment, please. Okay. I'll try not to do that again. All right. The one thing that has me more concerned than anything is isolating ourselves. You know, we're supposed to go into a quarantine, a personal quarantine if we're ill. And those of us that aren't ill, they just closed down all the restaurants and bars. And while where are people going to go to drink? They're going to go home. They're going to drink. You know, in a bar, at least you had somebody that probably did a better job of telling you, hey, you've had enough, go home. You know, at home, is there enough? Is there ever enough? You know, uh, maybe not. Who knows? But, again, you know, this is what's going on in our world, and what are we going to do? You're just going to do the best job you can, really. That's it. The best job you can, and, and if we get through this, fine. And there's no need to panic. See, that's the thing I love most. Because I had a beautiful day with my wife today. It was a nice, relaxing day. It was a chance to reflect and say, hey, Dan, you know, you're doing a good thing. You've been sober for a long time. You're helping out some people in the community. You have a fairly good job. And who knows? I mean, jobs, businesses, what's going to happen in the next two weeks, a month, two months? The world is definitely going to change, and that's one thing that is probably difficult for most of us, especially those of us that have addictions. Dealing with change, very difficult. We get used to one thing, we want to keep that one thing, and it's hard when it changes on us. But you know what? I've learned that if we can adapt to change, then we can adapt to just about anything. So you know what? Do your best. Don't be afraid to be afraid. Don't be afraid to express fear. Don't be afraid to let people know you're you're challenged, you need some help and assistance. If I can help you, call me. I have a personal phone number. You can call me anytime. And if I can give you a hand, I would be glad to do that, okay? My phone number, my personal phone number is area code. Uh, Let's see, it's an 800 number, 1-800-427-427. Five nine six eight one eight hundred four two seven five nine six eight. Yes, and there you go, Frank. You got it. Good. Stevo, yes, we are. Okay, yeah. Coronavirus. Thank you, Steve. I always appreciate Steve. You know, setting up our our page. So for those of you that follow along and you know know how to get the link. Steve is awesome. He does a great job. And it's just great to watch Steve grow in his awareness of life and living uh, as he continues on his journey in sobriety. Steve is is doing good. Steve, how are you doing? Man, maybe you're giving me a call and and we'll talk about it. Maybe you'll be one of my callers in the show. And, again, I don't know if I'm going to go to 8 to 9 o'clock. You know, uh, it's good, but I don't know that I want to talk all by myself for two hours tonight, you know. Uh, but what I do want to say is that, you know, it's it's. Re- I love the fact that I'm, I could be part of the solution 
and no longer uh, am I part of the problem. And that's what I was back when I caught when when I was drinking. The fact that I wasn't even half the time cognitive and aware of what was going on in my world and life around me, that was also a big part of the problem. I was a big part of the problem. And today I am not that big part of a problem anymore. I can be of help. I can, and I do. I love being helpful and, and, and helping people out and knowing that, you know, I can use my time more effectively than I did in the past. And you know what, folks? Most of us, really, I really do believe that we want good things for everybody, okay? I really think that. I, I love to believe that we do believe that, you know? And I, you know what? Being sober has allowed me to help people out, and I'm grateful. I am grateful for that because it gives me a little meaning and purpose in my life and a little warm fuzzies. I wasn't the greatest dad. You know, some of you don't know my story, but... I was married three different times before I found the lovely Mrs. Martha. That's right, three times. So I'm married four times now. And when we heard that in the past, we were like, what the heck's going on? But thank God, after the third failed marriage, I woke up and said, maybe I got a problem. Maybe it's not everybody else. Maybe I should accept responsibility of the problems of my past. I had two DUIs. And when we were talking about if we are going to have resentments, I'll tell you what, the two DUIs, being pulled over by police, uh, going through all the, the hassle, the embarrassment, the financial, I carried resentments around me. Unbelievable. And they were definitely fuel for me to drink. At least that's what I thought. I thought everything was a reason for me to drink. Okay? If I had a good day, I drank. If I had a bad day, I drank. If somebody pissed me off, I drank. If I pissed somebody off, I deserved a drink because I was the all-powerful and not going to let them get... You know what? I'll tell you what. I got humbled. I got knocked down a few notches, and I'm glad. I have no interest in being any high pedestal. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't be a leader in a group and stuff, but, you know, there's a difference between arrogance and leadership. And I was, excuse me, a pompous a-hole back when I drank, okay, I didn't, it wasn't me totally all the time, you know, we had some charm and frankness at times, but on the other hand, it was when when I could, I'd manipulate and, and you know, it's like playing king of the hill, and I thought I needed to win every single time, do you understand that? I thought it was my destiny to be the king of the hill, I needed to be there, and you know what? I didn't care about anybody else or anything else going on. It was all about me. And if it wasn't about me, then I made it about me. And that's how it worked. And it worked. And I won't say it worked well. It just worked. And, you know, it's sad because I was mean to people. And today, I don't have to be. Today, I could be a nice guy. I enjoy being a nice guy. And I want to be a nice guy. And I want people to be nice to me. And I I believe that I have a right to ask and expect people to be nice to me if I'm nice to them. And that I do believe that that does happen, folks, that if you are nice to other people, you have a right to expect that they are nice to us. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be nice to us, does it? No, it just means that, you know, you have a right to expect it. And if they are not nice to you, 
You have a choice today. And what is that? I had to learn that I have a choice to walk away from these people. And when I started making better choices, okay, I always had choices. I just didn't recognize I had choices. But when I started making better choices, then guess what? My life, again, turned around. And I learned all that through a program called Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, this show is not endorsed by Alcoholics Anonymous or any group or organization. I am not paid for what I do here. This is my medicine. I'm, I'm giving it away in order to get it. So I am sharing my personal experience, strength, and hope in the, in, in the attempt to continue my growth in a sober life, and that's called sobriety. I want a good life. I want a better life. And it is. It's getting better and better. If I live long enough to, to, to you know, turn into a blip of energy like, uh, what was that movie, um, where the kid turned into a powder, you know, he turned into energy, just poof, one day just went from being a, uh, an albino kid with lots of power and energy, and then he just turned into poof, pure energy. And I think that's ultimately what happens to us. We all become energy or, or some sort of soul that goes back to our maker. I have a belief in a higher power. That higher power to me is Jesus Christ. Um, I don't want to make this show all about Jesus, but hey, without him, there is no show. Without him, there is no anything in my life, and I'm grateful for that, okay? But you can find Jesus everywhere, anywhere. He walks around with his arms open, says he loves us, he forgives us, come to him. You know, the only one that has to forgive us is ourselves, and then we got to stop doing all the knucklehead things that we're doing, okay? So resentments, someone make you upset? Ruined your day, cost you money, all reasonable topics to piss someone off. However, hanging on to resentments because of these issues can bring a slow death sentence to our lives and ultimately ourselves. As someone who feels that, that had justification for the hurt feelings I harbored within my small-minded brain, I learned that I had to face these issues and make a decision to let them go. And just how did I do it? Are they completely gone forever? Tune into my broadcast. Okay, we're here. And I explore the topics of resentments and how they can kill the good efforts put forth and ultimately ultimately kill any one of us. Do you have resentments that you hold on to that clog your path to a good life? Okay, well, join me today. So call me if you have any kind of resentments, that you, any of them. You have a resentment, call me. I want to hear about it. I want to hear what you feel is a is a resentment in your life, and let's see if we can't talk about how to remove the resentments. You know what inspired this conversation was I have a, a, a tenant. I own a, a building that houses tenants. We rent to people, and I write, rent to an, a very unlikely couple. It's an older couple, and it's a second floor unit. And unfortunately, that's only one that they can afford. And I don't have any other places that are on the ground level that they can afford. So I do rent to them. And they're in their 80s. I don't know the whole story of their life. They had a lot of money at one time. It was here. You know, money comes and money goes. If you have your health, you're lucky, and that's important. Make sure you hold on to it, hang on to it, value it, embrace it. You know, and again, just live one day at a time. If you're alive today, be grateful that you're still alive and above ground. I am. I'm very grateful for that, okay? And I love my life. I don't love all the people in it, but I slowly sort them out. 
people that need to move on, I get rid of or let them go and, and just say, hey, if they can't appreciate who I am and how I do what I do, then they, they can't hang around me. It's that simple. I don't need to be abused by people in my life. And unfortunately, there are still people in the world that feel that they have a right to abuse other people. And just because I'm sober doesn't mean that they don't try to mess with me, because they do. And why? Because they can. They think and have a, a belief that what they're doing is the right thing. And, and, and I don't even want to say necessarily a good thing, but they, they do it anyway. And I have to put a stop to it. I have to tell them that, you know, I am not here to be abused by anybody. And if that's what they want to do, they really have it wrong and they should move along because if I'm going to sit here and be abused by them, well, then I deserve to be abused by them because I'm letting them do it and you should never let anybody abuse you. It's not right. It shouldn't. You should never let anybody abuse you. No one has a right to abuse another human being. You know, and, and it sounds simple to say. You say, oh, well, what's the big deal? I could just stop them from doing it. But you know what? It's hard to always act on it. It really is. It's hard to say, stop, please don't abuse me anymore. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I sent out a message as a Lions Club president today to let people know that if you need help, call a Lions Club member. We serve. That's our motto. And, and our slogan, I think I just said to you, is, we're not above you. We're not below you. We're with you. We'll walk with you because that's who we are. And the more we expand in our lives, you know, more I realize that, you know what, there's nobody that's better than anybody else. Somebody might have more money, but they have, may have more problems and challenges with it. And those that have should share with those that have not. And those that don't have should not sit in expectation of those that have. You know what? You know, you can do something, and, and if somebody is nice enough to want to be able to help you out and assist you in life, then you should say the magic word, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. But, okay, resentments. What causes a resentment? You know, should we read? Let's see. Let's let's Google. Where's our Google? I don't want Google. I don't know how to work this other thing. Bing, 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 bing. Not going to do it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Definition. Definition of resentments. Okay. Happiness in. Oh, let's see. There's one for AA, I guess. Resentment. Okay. Resentment or the strong and painful bitterness you feel when someone does something wrong to you doesn't have actual physical weight, but it feels very heavy and it can last a long time. Okay, well, let's see. There's 12 steps to live life. 12 steps to live life. Well, let's see. And we're going to read a bunch of stuff here, boys and girls. All right, 12 steps to live without resentment. The big book. Now, this is from the Hazleton Betty Ford Foundation. I'm reading this off their site, okay? And I hope they don't mind it, but I'm going to give them credit for writing this. Resentment does nothing to change the person we resent, nor does it resolve conflict. Who does resentments affect most? The person with holding the resentment. Now, really, it does. Okay, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous includes the story of a woman whose drinking landed her in jail twice or nearly ruined her third marriage. Her final drunk, she recalls, lasted 60 days around the clock. It was my intention, literally, to drink myself to death, she said. Joining AA saved her life, 
largely because it helped her overcome the habit of resentment. The woman wrote that self-pity and resentment were my constant companions. For I seemed to have a resentment against everybody I had ever known. Moreover, the only people who would support this attitude or whom I felt understood me at all were the people I met in bars and the ones who I drank as I did, who drank as I did. Yeah, we thought we had found somebody that would appreciate, accept us, you know, knew, would would support us in our resentments and, and, you know, bring down the house on the other party. Okay? AA recognizes that resentment is toxic to our inner lives. The case is clearly stated. This case, no, the case is clearly stated in the big book. Resentment is the number one offender. It It destroys more alcoholics than anyone else, anything else. A person mired in resentment has scant chances of recovering from addiction. And remember that many forms of addiction left unchecked are fatal. Yes, absolutely. It's revealing to look at the word itself. Resentment is close to resentment. Resentiment. Sentiment meaning feeling and re meaning again. Okay, so resentment is literally feeling again. This gets to the heart of resentment. Recycling old negative feelings or revisiting old wrongs done to us by others. It's as if each of the offending incidents is captured on videotapes in our mind. Resentment, in effect, is mentally replaying the scene countless times each day. As we do so, real, real wrongs go, grow worse, and wrongs that are merely imagined assume a life of their own. This mental habit extracts tremendous costs. After all, resentment does nothing to change the person we resent. Get that. Does nothing to change the person that we resent. Nor does it resolve conflict. Instead of freeing us from the wrongs of others, resentment allows those people to dominate our thinking, a kind of emotional bondage. Fortunately, the 12 steps of AA give us practical tools to diffuse resentment, such as, number one, Describe resentments in writing. We can note the person we resent, the action that offends us, and how it was affected in our lives. How it affected our lives. Resentments seem huge and powerful when they're in your head. Note the authors of a program for you, a Hazleton Guide to the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. But once they're down on paper, they no longer seem so huge or powerful. In fact, on paper, a lot of resentments look downright stupid. These are very same resentments that seemed completely reasonable and justified and powerful while they were in people's heads. Okay? Okay. Okay. And while they were in their heads. And again, this is really, we're talking about doing a fourth step. The fourth step of Alcoholics Anonymous, or any of the 12 steps, is made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. This is part of it, writing down our resentments. Look at your role in the resentment. Now, that's an interesting thing. You have a role in a resentment? Well, yeah, the big book asks us to examine the original incident that fueled our resentment and ask, did I do anything to cause this situation or make it worse? If we're honest, the answer will often be yes. Be willing to live without resentment. Oh, how can I do that? I really owe that guy owes me money. That old guy owes me. I I deserve to kick him in the ass. He kicked me in the balls. And I want to kick him back. Okay. Well, guess what? You may never get that opportunity, and hanging on to it will drive you crazy. Okay. Be willing to live without the resentment. People can get a perverse satisfaction in feeding their resentments. 
You can get a perverse satisfaction. Perverse satisfaction by feeding your resentment. That means you like walking around and bitching and moaning and complaining about somebody or something. Okay? What a waste of time. Okay, many times the only thing that keeps us from being free of resentments is the fear of being without them. People in the 12-step program ask a higher power for help in letting resentments go. And I did. I did. Yeah, we should talk about these steps and, again, break them down and, and talk to you a little bit about how they work and how they help me, how they can help you. Here's an interesting one. Are you ready for this? Pray for the person you resent. What? The woman quoted above in the big book, Discovery. Yeah, you know, i got to tell you something. They told me that. My sponsor told me that a long time ago. And one of the people I really resented a long time was my second wife, Pamela. Oh, my God. I resented her a lot. Carried a lot of resentment for her. And my sponsor told me, Dan, pray for her. And so I did. I prayed, oh, Lord, please let a bus run her over. Okay? I couldn't believe that she was happy and healthy and living a life. And she seemed like her life was doing well. And so I wanted her to run over, be run over by a bus. Okay? And he said, well, that's not exactly the kind of prayers that I was suggesting that you do with for your wife, ex-wife, ex-wife, the mother of my son. So I did. I started praying, and I left out the bus part. I left out the part that I wanted her to get run over by a bus, okay? And guess what? I did pray for her, and eventually I was able to let go of the resentment for her and realize that, I was praying for someone who needed prayer, someone who wasn't happy, someone who wasn't healthy. And here I am, really jammed up like a uh, like a clogged toilet, you know. I, I should flush this crap out of my system, but instead I, I'm, I'm blocking the toilet and jamming it up with more shit unnecessarily. What a terrible picture I just painted, but hey, that's me. Damn my mind, pictures I'm painting. All right, let's see. If you have resentment you want to be free of, you will, if you will pray for that person or the thing you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. And truthfully, I wanted my son's mother to be healthy. She wasn't healthy when we were married. <coughs> Nor was I. <clears throat> but I wanted her to be healthy because it was obvious that my son was going to want to be around her more than he wanted to be around me. And I didn't want him to be without his mom. Uh, I didn't want him to be as much around his mom as he was, and that was my fault because, you know, I had a meltdown, said some horrible things to my son when I was, what, three years sober. Oh, well, some of us have big mouths, and we don't know how to keep them shut. Do this, she adds, even if such a prayer seems like mere words at first. And i got to tell you, yeah, I went through the motions. I was like, oh, God, please pray for her, you know, Pam, and make sure they're... Okay, and each day it got easier and easier. Try it every day for two weeks and you will come to mean it. This technique literally squeezes resentment out of our minds because positive concern and resentment simply cannot coexist. She puts the same words, no, the same ideas in other words. AA has taught me that I will have peace of mind in exact proportion to the peace of mind I bring into the lives of other people. Okay? Do you get that? 
yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff, don't you? Don't you think? Okay, that was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty interesting stuff about resentment. What What do you take of that? Did you get anything out of listening to that? Did you Do you understand what we're talking about? Do you have a resentment that you can't seem to let go? Call me. Area code 323-580-5755. And let's talk about it. Things we can do is talk about things that bother us. You know, I I love that song. I'm going to keep telling you. I even quoted it again because I was reading. There's a a program on the the web, on the Internet. It's called Next Door. And people post comments about their neighborhood, what they see, observations, questions, you know, like where to go and who to talk to and, you know, what do you recommend. And this one was talking about how the next-door neighbor leaves the garage door open every night with the light on, and the garage door is a side entry, so it faces their house, her house, their house. I think it was a woman that was bringing this up. Okay. And it faces them, and, and it bugs them, and it bothers them that the door is open and the light is on. She didn't know what to do. She actually posted, I don't know what to do. Does anybody have an idea? And it was, like, amazing. The number of people that call the police and do this and go and just close it yourself. And, you know, and I, I, I had to laugh because it just brought this song to my mind. And I guess it's, what, the, the, the fifth dimension, fifth dimension a band that that sang and it and they sang a song that was called Reach Out in the Darkness. Okay? I wonder if we can find that song on YouTube. Let's see. Reach out YouTube. Let's go to YouTube. YouTube dot com. Let's get there. Let's look for because I like you to hear the song. I think it's a great song. I hope they don't mind that I play it. Okay, reach Reach out in the darkness. Reach out in the darkness. Lyrics. And you may find a friend. Yep, that's the one I want. I want that one. Okay. Let's see, where is it? Who is singing this? I think Fifth Dimension is singing it, right? Let's see. Okay, reach out in the darkness. Reach out in the darkness. No, I think it's the fifth dimension. I think it's, let's see if we can find it. Okay, fifth dimension. Reach out. In the darkness. Is that the one who does it? Fifth dimension? Give me all, everything but. Let's see. Well, let's play one of them and see what happens. It says friend and lover. Is that who sings it? Let's listen. Oh, this is a... Uh, skip the ad. I want to see...
and I went to I went to counseling. I went to a therapist. And let me tell you something how it impacted me. Okay, in a very adverse adverse way. And what do I mean by that? Well, what was adverse about it was that here was somebody who had never been in, in, in experienced what I went through sitting sitting there in, in what I felt was judgment of me and my life. And I, I I watched in amazement as they listened in amazement <coughs> the things I talked about. Okay? And yeah, I uh I I resented it. I resented the fact that they were like invading my personal space, that they were invading my thoughts and my and my dreams and and things going on and the and the moments of pain and and whatever. I did. I, I resented that. I lived in a lot of resentments. And what did it do? It just fueled me to want to drink more, drink alcohol, get stoned, be buzzed, don't live in the moment. I didn't care. I lost my need, my interest in caring, but you know what? Ultimately, I did care. I wanted more out of my life. I didn't know how to do it, but I certainly didn't want to do it without alcohol. I didn't want anybody, anybody, anywhere telling me that alcohol was probably my problem. Okay? Didn't want that. Because if it was a problem, then I'd have to do something about it, and I was afraid that, you know... They would take it away. They would take away alcohol in my life. And you know what? That was probably the best thing that could happen was getting alcohol out of my life. They didn't take it away. I pushed it away. I finally found the strength to push alcohol out of my life. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to just quit drinking, guys. Then I had to face the bigger problem, and that was like my former sponsor, Bobby Kay, said, you know, that four pounds of silly putty between my ears called the brain. That brain needed to get fixed because I was really screwed up. I've been putting a lot of goofy stuff in there for years. And I was coming to realize sober that most of it was wrong and that it needs to be stopped. Stop, stop, stop. Get get on the right track. And that was a difficult thing and I could not do it by myself. And the beautiful thing is that you don't have to do it yourself. I didn't have to do it myself. There's people out there that have experienced the same thing, and they will be willing to help you because helping you helps them. That's why I do this show, okay? Nobody's giving me money, but it does help me because i got to go face the world, and I'm in real estate, okay? I deal with agents that frustrate me, that disappoint me, that make me so proud sometimes, and and. Yeah, it goes. It's 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 a pendulum going one way and the other and the other. Nobody does it like I want them to. I have to accept they do it the way they do it. Clients are good. I had to get rid of three clients, three clients that effectively were representing about fifty thousand dollars in income, fifty thousand dollars in income. But I had to get rid of them because you know what? It wasn't worth the money to put up with their bullshit. And you know that's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing sometimes how we can justify why we're where we're at. Isn't it amazing? I have friends, I really do, I have friends that have probably, oh, I don't know, they live at a poverty level. And yet 
They have so much love and support in their lives. And they're happy. I'm sure they'd be happier with more money. But guess what? They're just living the vida loca. They're living what they're living, and that's okay. Let's see. That is okay. Let's see. Another one. Here's one. Wow, 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 wow. So, again, uh, let's see here. I can't believe. Wow. <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Wow. I can't believe that. That's a lot of money there. A lot of money. People have a lot of money. They want to spend a lot of money on a house. That's a lot of money for a house. Okay. All right. Well, you're listening to The Road to Recovery. Uh, you know what? I think maybe we'll just do an 8 o'clock, one-hour show today because nobody's calling in, and maybe you're just fine listening. But I need some interaction tonight. And if you're not going to give it, that's okay. But don't isolate, folks, people. Okay, that's my – if there's one concern I have for you, it's not me because I know better. Okay, I'm going to keep keep reaching out to anybody and everybody that needs help. I'm going to be available during the week. My phone number, 800-427-5968. That's 1-800-I-ASK-YOU. Call me anytime. I'll take your call maybe or maybe I won't. Leave me a message and I'll call you back. It's important you leave a message because if you don't leave a message, I will not call you. Uh, okay, or you can text me. You can always text me too. I'm on the show now. Last chance to call me tonight, area code 323-580-5755. If you have a resentment, had a resentment, anything, you want to talk about recovery from any way, shape, or form, we're here. Okay. You know, uh, we're going to see some really interesting stories in the next couple of weeks uh, this you know, it finally made sense to me why they were doing all this quarantine, because it is spreading pretty fast. And what they clarified, and I thought that was very helpful for me to understand, by the way, is that they were able to, um, let's go back to it. The, the thing about it was that they were able to, uh, one of the reasons why I did it is because they were afraid that we would be overwhelmed in our in our uh, hospitals, and that's a real that's a real problem. You've got to be aware of that. It could be a real problem being overwhelmed in our hospitals. Okay, and that's not a good thing to be overwhelmed in a hospital. Okay, when there's you know if there's no uh, holy cow. Let's see. That is too funny. Okay, good luck. Good luck on that one. Yeah, and it's going. Oh, it's going live today. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, right. Okay. Live off the grid. Oh man, this. Wow, i got to say, that company is really on their game for some reason. I don't know how they're doing it, but you've got to hand it to them. They are out there doing, shaking the groove thing. Okay, maybe that'll that'll be it. Maybe it'll motivate me to do a little bit more. Okay, who knows? Onward and upward. We'll have to do something about that. All right, guys. 
Last chance for calling in if you'd like to. Area code 323-580-5755. Listen, a simple prayer to, to help overcome a resentment could be simply this. Lord, pray for them. You know, um, they're challenged. They have things on their mind, a lot of things going on. And help them to find peace and happiness. And I can't deal with it anymore. So I'm going to put it in your hands and you help them out, okay? Amen. That's it. That's the prayer. It could be that simple. You know, it's really amazing thing about talking to God. He doesn't have any real deep requirements. I mean, the Our Father is a really wonderful prayer that he gave us, and I think it's important that we all say that from time to time. But everybody wants to butcher that, too, and change it. But, you know, the thing, the challenging thing about the Our Father, which is probably the biggest thing, and as it applies to resentments, too, it goes like this. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You know, forgive us those who offend us. Forgive those people who, you know, first I'm asking God to forgive me for my boo-boos, but how can I ask him to forgive me if I'm not willing to forgive somebody else for their boobies against me? Boobies, boobers, boobers against me. Who had a boober? Okay. you got to be able to let go. Let go, let God. Oh, my God. So many cool sayings that really apply and make sense today in my life. But when I was out there caught up by my addictions entering, I don't know if it was just a natural aversion to not want to to, to surrender to this or whatever or or what, but I'm living, I'm learning, and I'm growing and going, growing and going, onward and upward. I have to, yeah, I finally have a need, not a need, but a, a way to use these out. Okay, well, I'll keep one for myself. Get some of these out of here. The boats. All right, guys. Well, you know what? It's going to be an interesting week as we still continue to evolve beyond what's going on in our world, okay? I hope your world isn't that chaotic and hectic that you can't get beyond it. I hope you find happiness and, and whatever you're looking for in your life. But you know what? It's out there if you let it happen. You know? Like they say, let go and let God. Bring back, you know what? Yeah, I agree with the people that say if you bring back God to church, to schools, to, to you know, offices and things like that, it's a good thing. You know, everything about it is good orderly direction. I love that. It's a, it's a acronym that really works. So maybe that's what we need to do. Well, a little bit more God in our lives. But for those of you who can't handle that, it's okay. It's not important that you handle it. But you need to have a higher power. If that higher power is someone in the program, it could be me for, for the moment. And I'm not saying that from an arrogant or egotistical, but maybe – you know, maybe I can lend you a hand and guide you along. That would be great. In fact, you know what? I wanted to read the Thought for the Day book today is March 15th. And this is from, again, the Al-Anon book of One Day at a Time. Because I don't have an uh, Alcoholics Anonymous book for, for people drinking. Because I gave it away. I don't have a new one yet. So I gotta, I'm going to read this one. I was able to get this. March 15th. One day at a time in El-Anon. El-Anon is a support group 
for people that have loved ones or family or whatever, you don't have to even love your family, but you have people that you know that are caught up in addictions and you don't know how to deal with and, and how to help them. Okay, L&N will give you some direction, okay? For March 15th, the direction is, when I started in L&N, I thought of the meeting only as a place where I could unburden myself of my troubles. But I soon learned that complaining about our oppressions and indignities only makes them loom larger and more disturbing. This becomes clear to me when I heard other members monopolize the time and the attention of the group with indignant, woeful recitals of the alcoholic's misbehavior. I see this was not working the Al-Anon program. I am learning to put the shortcomings of others out of my mind and think constructively about putting Al-Anon ideas to work in my life. Today's reminder, I go to Al-Anon to get rid of self-pity and resentment, not to increase their power to destroy me. So if I so I can apply this wisdom to my own life. Wait. I go to Elena to get rid of my to get rid of self pity and resentment, not to increase see a resentment. There it is. Twenty on the fourth on the fifteenth of of, uh, of March here. We're reading about resentments in Elena book. So I go to Elena to get rid of self pity and resentment, not to increase their power to destroy me. I go to learn how others have dealt with their problems so I can apply this wisdom to my own life. I ask God to keep me from magnifying my troubles. By harping on them continually. Okay, there you go, folks. That is the Elanon book, and there's some really good things to read about and write about. Last week we were talking about Ben Affleck and how he's working his program, and that's good. And whatever program you work, do it. If you have one day of sobriety today, congratulate yourself. That is important. Just the fact that I have 24 years, 6 months, and 15 days does not make me a better person than you. It just means that I have found a better path in my life, and I have eliminated many, many, many of the challenges and and the bullshit that, that clogged up my life for years. And I'm living a better life, and I'm enjoying a better life, and I'm received better by people. Not mean perfectly. There are still people that want to do what they want to do and be what they want to be. And, you know, all I can say is good luck and God bless. If that's what you want to do, I, I, what can I say? I have no say in that matter, okay? I have no say in that matter. Oh, let's see this one. Yeah, that's incredible. I am laughing, laughing, huffy, huffy. All right, folks. We're going to end the show here. Thanks again for listening. Next week, we're going to talk about isolating. Okay, let's talk a little bit about isolating. Hopefully you won't isolate. Hopefully you will reach out. Reach out and touch someone. Remember what I just that song we just, Reach Out in the Darkness by, what was that called, Friend and Lover? Let's see if we got it again. Did we get rid of it? Did we lose the song? Oh, too bad. I lost it. I don't know where. I don't know where it went to. Well, Oh, well, that's what happens. I'm not the smartest guy in the book. Okay, well, whatever. You can always uh, you can always look it up yourself. That help. Oh, my God, go figure. Isn't that amazing? You can do that yourself. Oh, righty. Oh, and here's a guy writing it. See, it has green Okay, we're on repairs. Okay, got it. All right, guys. Uh, again, I am saying 
have a great week. Have a great week unless you have other plans. And if you're going to stay home, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Why don't you re-explore your family, re-explore your life. Why don't you re-review it and and rededicate, re-approach. This is a perfect time for it, okay? Slow down. You know, that's another song. Slow down. You move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Okay, so make it last. Have a good week, unless you have other plans, and I'll see you next week here on The Road to Recovery. Good night, everyone.